Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. It's been a while. As they say, it's been a moment between drinks. Um, I've been off. I've been off exploring in my mind these next crucial phases in my life. And I I don't quite know how to um, explain it, but... Look, I've been, um, I guess we go through periods in life where we're expanding and then we're contracting and I've just been in a, in a bit of an expanding zone of trying to work out what are my next steps and so I don't want to go too deep into it but listen, I can tell you this, I have a great desire within me to help do more podcasts for people so like a podcast business and um and that's what i've been trying to expand my thinking how would that work and and uh you know a friend of mine we built a podcast studio so that friend is guy pigden and he's a filmmaker and he's been on the show before and we built a podcast studio and the tension is the tension is that i've been really thinking about how to run this thing so that means a lot of my creative energy that I that I discharge on this podcast has been given to that. And I tell you the the bit, here's the bit, the mind-blowing bit for me that has been really kind of whew, taking a lot of energy is let's say there's two pillars, right? One of them is working for someone and one of them is working for yourself. And I've become really good at working for someone, but how do you work for yourself? And so that's what I've been also thinking. What is that? What is the bridge to those? And is there one? And I've started to think about this idea of working for yourself as, you know, it's a leap of faith in some ways because you're believing that you are enough for the way you earn your money, the way you survive, that it's on the shoulders of you, not on the employer, not on your family, but on you. So, I'll be honest, it's been weighing heavily on me and and I'm still considering and thinking. So I just thought I'd share a bit of that as to if you're a, 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 what do they call it? If you're a long time listener uh, of Please Blow My Mind, why there hasn't been a podcast for a wee while. In saying that, because there hasn't been a podcast in a wee while, I've had to be creative with the episode that I share with you today. So let me set this up a little bit. Ryan O'Connor host of the stag raw podcast he came here to the please blow my mind studio to have a corridor a conversation with me and oh i have to tell you the gear that i quite enjoy all of my camera gear all of my audio gear i think it works perfectly and we were recording and i said ryan i'll be a guest on your podcast you're gonna come over you cool 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 I'll set all the gear up and, and I'll make it easy for you. And we were recording and it was going awesome, nearly two hours in, and my computer crashed. And I lost the, the, I lost that podcast. And so we started the computer up again. I said to Ryan, can we start it again? And uh, this is where we pick up from when we go to this episode. So this episode is the episode that aired on Ryan's podcast, The Stag Raw. And I said, can I play our chat to my audience for our enjoyment? So, I don't know, maybe a slightly different variant to the kind of podcast that I would normally produce. Probably has me talking a wee bit more. However, 
I do talk a little bit, so I think it's interesting. So without further delay, uh, well, sorry, a little delay, I want to say thank you for joining again. You know, you blow my mind every week, and I really appreciate your continued support and your well wishes for me as I try and wade through my next journey in life. <laughs> yep, it definitely is a, a moment in time for Will Fleming. Here we go, team. My fun chat with the awesome Ryan O'Connor. Bringing out the fire, bring on all the lightning. Cause I'm looking for a hero, look inside the mirror. I find one. Oh, carry the hurt when it gets too hard. Pick it up, dust it off. When I fall down 11, I get up 12. Don't need nobody else. Yeah, I can save myself. This is horrible. This what a what a horrible way to start a podcast. It's good though. One hour of um, of getting loose. Do we let everyone know? Yeah, I reckon. What have we talked about? China, meaning of life. Oh no, no. I meant do we let everyone know that I lost all of our footage? Yeah, yeah. So we I'm just trying to go off what everyone's missed. <laughs> I Ryan invited me on his podcast. His the 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 hallmark of kiwi podcasts and yeah, just I, like a basic laptop computer that re- no, records you've, you've been around the traps you've no, but, been but how, how like compared to this <laughs> well this crashed on you <laughs> so we had we're an hour and actually i ryan said come be a guest on my podcast i was like yeah bro come over and i'll, I'll let you use all my sweet gear and so uh, an hour in and we were going sweet we were we were up to the bit where I was saying I was doing a story on Jacinda yeah. not understanding humanity because she's too much like us. Yeah. She looks at the world through a fair lens. Yeah. And that's actually a critique on all politicians. And then I, I glanced over as I do just to make sure the recording's going and and my face was jammed like this <laughs> for those looking it's like you know that guy on the on that slow internet ad yeah the glitch <laughs> so i'm very sorry ryan it's all right it's all right no so what started that is um i can say it all again eh? when i was when i was talking to to provise the uh provise project podcast I brought up the fact, and we thought, talked about how great Tim was. Mm. You know, Did you just it. email him and he said, "Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll do your podcast." It was just Instagram. You know, same same with the way you and I connected. It's the way people don't realize how you can get in touch with people. Eh, you just a lot ask. of people. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's the hardest person? Okay, we'll, we will go back to Tim. Who's the hardest person that you've you you just can't get on the podcast? For me, it was Mike King. For years I tried, yeah. and I only recently got him. Yeah, I was the same. Uh, Tim Noakes, Professor Tim Noakes. Mm. I like I interviewed Belinda and Gary Ficke. Poor, they're about in the fifties. Obviously, Grant Schofield, who we've talked a bit about <laughs> in our previous life. Yeah, and a thing that doesn't exist anymore. Just between you and I, um, Grant Schofield early on, and then Grant and Karen came on. Had uh, Sean Baker, old carnivore. 
Oh yeah, how was that? Was that was that cool? That was intimidating. Was it? <laughs> it was like right when he talked to Joe Rogan, and it just so happened that um, Sean used to play rugby for Hotapu in Cambridge, and me working out in my garage, listening to Joe and Sean talk, and I tagged uh, Cambridge and Sean Baker, and he mustn't have. It must just have been the purple patch where there wasn't quite enough followers, and he read the message and responded and said yes sweet yeah Yeah, Um, he's had an interesting journey that dude eh? yeah yeah i don't know where it's gonna go now Mm. yeah because like um siobhan who's a fellow optometrist that came on a couple of episodes um was talking to me the other day about this website called no more myopia or something like that Apparently some dude that's reversed his short-sightedness from a minus four back to normal. Lives in Bhutan. Anyway, he was on the Human Outliers, uh, Human Performance Outliers podcast when it used to be Sean and Zach Bitter. And, of course, the two of them have gone their separate ways. Um, and all of the podcasts that was Sean and Zach are no longer there. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, was, I was saying to Siobhan, I was like... Um, I haven't looked at his stuff, but he sounds like a charlatan. Um, it was, it was. There was no specifics coming out of the podcast. Just that. Go to my website, and I live in Bhutan, and allegedly, mm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hey, he might might not be a charlatan, but my spider senses were uh, a little t- piqued by that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. Tim. Tim Noakes. Yeah. 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 It was it was a hard task getting on him, and then yeah, because it's you know written multiple books, very published, you know, ordinarily I think he does this sort of stuff for a booking fee to his foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was also a little bit awkward. <laughs> and, and so the other Tim, Provisor, yeah, yeah. So because um, you had brought him up, yeah, and you emailed him, well, you Instagrammed him, and it worked, and um. Yeah, just uh, got a bit of an aura about the dude, eh? Yeah, hard. It was it was after those podcast awards is what how it all came about. The the Rover Podcast Awards. Yeah, yeah, that pissed a lot of people off, eh, bro? Including him that Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and but he and that was like you say, the aura. He went out there and said what we all thought, like, Oh wow, is that how is that how it's gonna run? Okay. Glad I spent, I think I spent two hours cutting a 10 minute clip of my content from the last year. You know they didn't listen to it, eh? Yeah. I don't know, like, yeah. When they asked for a whole bunch of your data, that should have been a massive, like, I think they got overwhelmed. Yeah. I I think they got overwhelmed, you know, because the amount they were saying the nominees I was like well this is set up this is an organisation and then I asked my friend I just I'm nervous you like me that it's going to crash <laughs> because I'm not normally like this sorry <laughs> folks but it crashed on me so I'm j- I can't hand- I don't know what we're going to do if this one crashes well no one will know you're so zen <laughs> you're so zen about it um, <laughs> no they won't know because it wasn't fucking recorded but they'll be like your audience is going to be like man Will's grumpy he wasn't for the first hour um, we had a beer it was awesome <laughs> yeah exactly he was fine and his gear turned on him but but uh, 
yeah, there was this kind of weird um, moment around those awards. And then I reached out to my friend, Pat, who hosts the Department of Conversation podcast, if you've come across that before. He's a furious podcaster in terms of he has amazing guests and, you know, he really really pushes it. Um, Anyway, he was like, he was kind of talking, you know, I guess he wasn't that positive about it. And so I was like, man, if he doesn't have a good read on it, that's a shame because I think anything we see in the podcast space is like, yeah, that's awesome, you know. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a well plan to be a podcast sort of get together in Auckland for Auckland podcasters in March. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about uh, the messages I sent you? Yeah, no, no, there was someone else. Because <laughs> I started emailing you, and I was like, we should do our own uh, festival. No, but there is one. Uh, I think is there. I think yes. Is that? Um, and, now this is where I could be wrong because when I started talking to Tim, I was like, "Are you part of the West West group?" He's like, "Nah, I'm to by myself." I was like, "Oh, that got messed up then." <laughs> but and then I want to say that they're organising it, but then I'm also like, "Oh no, I don't think that's right either." <laughs> There's someone called Doctor Tennant, Lewis Tennant, is it? He's an academic at Auckland Uni. I think he's doing something. But this is the Wild West that we're in, eh, bro? Yeah. It's like podcasting's been around for ages and it still feels like it hasn't. Yeah. Because ultimately, and I'll I'll die on this hill, a podcast is not a radio show put on iTunes. Yeah. A podcast is a long-form conversation where ideas are shared. Yeah. And people connect through corridor through conversation yeah, and have you had a look at any charts oh no i don't anymore yeah <laughs> neither because it's that it's all the radio shows and you're it's, like oh cool it's not cool <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah but it is not cool because it sucks because- but, but okay from the perspective of the media companies and like there's a big shitstorm going on at the moment, between the media companies around who's working where and who's gone to who and who got fired and who no, no longer had their contract re- renewed, but they can't, you know, can't start working for the other company, they're protecting their turf. And or if you can just like have your producer clip up a bunch of um, audio and dump it onto an RSS feed and call it a podcast and yeah. and um, sort of cloud out all of the, you know, Sitting in a cabin recording podcast, mm. well, which why wouldn't you? Needs to be taken into account. Yeah, you know, like I'm sitting here with a for those watching with a little switcher and cutting between the cameras, and everyone's like, "How do you do that?" And it's like, because like we learned to drive, <laughs> and we can use the, the blinkers gears. and talk, and you know, back in the day, the manual, and that's all this is. But that's not what's happening when media makes it. What happens when media makes it is they've got full-time staff who are dedicated to trying to get your eyeballs and ear holes yeah. registered into them. And we're f- it's a so unfair fight. Like, I think there was no advocacy for podcasters as, as far as... And there still isn't. There's not a group. There's not a... a a code of conduct that we all go by and there's no there's you know like writers have guilds and stuff mm. and we don't have we just got each other yeah but that yeah so that's kind of the the point of it isn't it that it you 
all we have is each other. Mm. All we have is each other. And like, I think um, you and I and, and Akash and, and Chris Desmond, when he was doing interview form, um, came to the space with, hey, cool, I love what you're doing. Come on, and I'm going to come on you. Let's, yeah. let's do some conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we're going to, you know, and there's no argument that Joe Rogan's the most popular podcast in the world. And that's the ethos that he runs by. He has Adam Curry on the podcast and they talk about the ethos of podcasting. Mm. And that's what it talks about. And uh, what's this, Tom Green? Same thing, you know. They, they talk about the, like, server and things that Tom Green built. But he just wanted to talk to his mates and he wanted to, like, produce stuff and be, you know, as Tom Green is, be silly to the world and, mm. and let it out to the world. You know, that's the that's the ethos of, of podcasting and what got me inspired, like. Absolutely. And we talked about it in our The Lost Hour. Yeah. Where it's a neutral space where we've been able to form a friendship yeah. over a neutral area. Like, the, there's a more of a chance that we don't get to know each other ever. Because if you don't have people in your immediate networks, you never meet people. But we have created a butterfly effect. Yeah where we will and we have a skill now of being able to meet people outside of our network huh. and it's like that's a gift man like it's a true gift how do you look for your guests i'm literally like who's doing cool shit and even better when i know them so and i, and I almost find it harder when i know them because then they get the the tall poppy effect they're like mm. oh well, then that's going to go into our friend circle and we're going to get cut down. And I'm like, I'm literally trying to get you on here to boost you up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard. Like, I suppose we're like, we're the most humble to our immediate circle. And we're also the most reserved at boosting up our immediate circle. With, in the last hour, we've talked a little bit about the mental health problem in this mm. country. And that's part of it as well, that in our immediate circle, we're not vulnerable, but we'll talk to complete strangers. And like all these pages that are running mental wellness say, the messages I get, they're not from their friends. Mm. They're from other people. And I'm not bet you, but it's a high probability that they haven't told their friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think you roll in a interesting circle too, which is like very self-sufficient people. Mm-hmm. who are used to, you know, un- who probably understand a bit more th- discipline and, you know, like um, when you hunt, you got to be quiet. People don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, say whatever I want to, you know, but there's a, and, and I guess what comes with that is it's traditionally a masculine, you know, hunting and stuff. And so I know because my dad is a big hunter mm. and one of the things that comes along with that traditionally is like, We'll talk when we're hammered. And so I think what you've been able to do is kind of start capturing these conversations with, you know. Sometimes we need some lubrication. Yes, yes, but but (laughs) that is the secondary goal, you know. It's not the primary goal to get hammered, and then we'll talk about feelings. You know, you've created a podcast and a a catalogue of art that has opened up, you know, dialogue and conversation, and, you know, it's like... That's when you watch from afar at all of us doing stuff. We're all trying to enact something mm. cool like that. And, and you know, when it comes to guests, um, 
I've thought about that too. How do I? And it's going to sound strange because it sounds strange to me, but you mentioned spidey sense. I just trust that feeling now. Yeah. And it's not a voice because I don't really get those, but it's a feeling of, oh, that'd be a good person to talk to. Mm-hmm. And it's so random, bro. You mm. know, like I, I'm currently talking on Monday on Skype for a pre-interview with an author who writes books on Egypt. Wow, yeah. And I got to that person because I saw another documentary, some Jean-Pierre guy who he found the hidden rooms in the pyramids and I was trying to get to him. Yeah. But he's not available yet. But he said, oh, this other lady interviewed me because she writes, um, what's the not real books? Non-fiction. Non-fiction. Fiction, but yeah. make believe. Yeah, but she writes books about Egypt and the pyramids. Cool. And so I found her on Instagram. Yeah. I asked her, "Would you consider?" And she's like, "No, but I'll talk to you and we'll discuss if it's right for me." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and you know, like they, and now I don't let them ask me why do you want me to talk. You know, why do you want to chat to me? I front foot that and say, "I just." To let you know, I don't really plan my guests. I just get a feeling and I've learned to trust that. Yeah. So it's something like I'm looking for what I think will be a nice variety in story. Um, I mean, I've learned a lot. You know, I'm a, I'm planning on starting a new podcast. That's yeah. a, we didn't get to that in the hour I lost. Yeah. But I think I made an error. So in my podcasting career, I've had f- the, if I start a new podcast, I'll ha- I will have had four podcasts. Yeah. My first podcast, which I totally deleted on offline, was an interview show, and I had 60 episodes. Wow. And I, I called it Off the Record, and this was just me taking a phone. So do, do you know, Will, that that 60 episodes is like the 5% of podcasts of the 2 million? <laughs> so this is, this is this was something I wanted, wanted to talk to you about was mm. that there's like two million podcasts right, and ninety percent of them don't get past episode three. Is that true? According to some, it's a video. We'll play that, eh? So you you go carry on talking um, about your podcast. And oh, it's TikTok is going to automatically play on us. The next podcast I had was called My Kiwi Life. It's still up online. It's still my most popular podcast. I was telling you, it got thousands of downloads. This was back in 2000, early 2000s, whatever it was. And if I had stuck to that, I think I would have been, you know, that would have been my job. What I think people liked about that podcast that I made the error on this podcast, not this podcast, this is your podcast, but mm-hmm. on my podcast pleased by my mind as I thought people liked my other podcast My Kiwi Life because I was searching for meaning mm-hmm. as a 30 year old mm-hmm. that was 10 years ago and I thought yes that's what I'll do on my next podcast I'll go deep into meaning but I made the error because my my other podcast My Kiwi Life I did the backstory of my guests yeah the Mark Marin and so I thought when I start a new podcast I wish to f- reconnect with the narrative around, if I'll interview you on that, I want to know about where you were born, mm-hmm. 
what your influences were. When it came time for you to decide for your career, what were those key moments? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people are yearning for in our world. Mm. I just made an error. I thought it was like, if I can get you to tell me how you view the world and what makes meaning to you mm-hmm. makes sense, that will provide content people want. And I think... Um, where, did, where did you get that insight that you now believe uh, was an error? <laughs> <laughs> I think just through doing... I've done 156 episodes of my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Yeah. And it's just a feeling that I've been having recently. Yeah. So I think I will continue Please Blow My Mind. Yeah. I just think that it will be a personal love letter to myself yeah. as opposed to an audience-driven show uh-huh. that works on scale. Yeah. You know? And also it will be a place for me to meet people. But if we're... You know, I get the sense that you're serious too about trying to push to that next level. Yeah. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, is the vehicle we're in the right one? Yeah. So, for example, I've called my next podcast. Oh, no, I shouldn't say it because someone might go out and yeah take all the names. Well, you can do that if you feel like being a sad guy. Uh, I've called my next podcast the Campfire Chat. Yeah. Right? Because when I was thinking about it, I want the name to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my most the, the pride I have when we chat is I feel like we have a we simulate on all the technology a campfire mm. conversation and mm. that's what I think when I think of what got humans through most things whether you're in the war, whether you're hiding from a tiger or you know, it's like that fire, that flame, it kept you warm. And you probably talked a bit of shit with each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you think and about... You exaggerated the mm, story. <laughs> or you go hunting or fishing or whatever. And then when that fire's on, it's like, hey, bro, um, you mentioned something today. What was that about? Yeah. You know, and I, I would like to think that that could be the type of podcast that uh, I can host. And also I've taken it a bit serious to be like, and you've seen my posts online about Campfire Studios. Mm-hmm. I want to have a serious place where people can come. Yeah, like this is serious, but this is my this is gonna be my. I will do serious podcasts here. Don't get me wrong, but this is more like an experiment where I'm at with my personal podcast. Please blow my mind. It's like, let's see if we can, you know, reach a place together. So you know, it's I've been babbling on, but I think you know, you know, it's the next step we're trying to take and. I don't know, I just you asked how did I realize that? Well, uh, if 154 of my 156 of my episodes haven't got me to a position where I need where it's like full time, mm. you got to ask yourself maybe that wasn't the intent. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah. But you want to. Well, we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think also the skill set I've learned over the 300 if you add all my podcasts together is that I believe that's the hours I've needed to help produce for others. Mm. So I think that might be where I make my career. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, like, let's go back to that talking point. Mm. Uh, this was from Roland Fraser. I think he introduces himself. If I ever thought about doing a podcast, podcasts are wonderful. I have one called 
Business Lunch. Please go listen to it, subscribe, and review. There's a lot of great information, much longer than these videos. And here's the interesting thing. 90% of podcasts never go past episode three. This is from Jack Butcher, by the way. That's 1.8 million podcasts that quit out of the 2 million that got started. So of the 200,000 that are left, he says 90% of those will quit after 20 episodes. So that means there's another 180,000 that are gone that never get past 20 episodes. We're on like 300 right now, by the way. So to be in the top 1% of podcasts in the world, if you've ever thought about doing a podcast, podcasts are wonderful. I have one called Business Lunch. Please go listen to it, subscribe. Wow. So who's Jack Butcher? (laughs) Yeah, that's your next question. Hey, so that's interesting. So we're in quite a small club. 1% of podcasts over 20 episodes. How many have you done? 221 before this one. Are you just keen to keep going? Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on my ideas with the vehicle? Is this the right vehicle? Like, do you think that the the name might be an issue? Yeah, yeah, because it's funny. Uh, it does give the vibe of a hunting podcast. Uh, it gives the essence of it. An essence of it. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't until about episode sixty-five that I actually had a hunter on. <laughs> yeah, or talked about hunting. I might have we might have had a brief part of the discussion with Tony Dodds in the early podcast, but that was the majority of that podcast was about his journey as a international triathlete. Mm. Um, and that was you know episode four or something, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just trying to talk talk with someone. Again, that was even more primitive. That was purely just the laptop, laptop camera, laptop microphone. Fantastic and uh, beautiful. Yeah, and so. So then it was a good 150-odd episodes of a, a lot of Zoom and um, iPhone headphones. And then talking with Jay Reeve, he said, there's a really good USB mic uh, called the Samsung CU60 or something like that. Mm. It was about, at the time, it was about 110 bucks. I think last time I looked, it was about $200. And that's what I do with all my voiceovers. He's got a little home cube studio thing but yeah like it picks up really well and so i bought that and then talked to him with it facing the wrong way <laughs> yeah i remember you told me that that's um and it did do that once but did that twice before i youtubed how does this work ah oh, oh, now i understand <laughs> yeah so you know the fun of that and then yeah the sort of uh the start of last year got some studio mics mm. and headphones and a interface and so now I'm up to three of those plus a uh, headset microphone. So there's the ability to maximize my interface, which has four four terminals, and yeah, really get a rowdy rowdy podcast going. Isn't it awesome how we all started like that? Yeah. And you chip away, you know, like I chipped away for years to get all of this gear. Yeah. And it's not until this studio that we're in has probably taken six years to get to this point, mm-hmm. and it's like all little bits and pieces and it's not bulletproof because there's always something that catches you like that damn computer that crashed <laughs> you know and it's like that brings us back to the realities of what we're trying to do and it's weird because we both probably earn okay money in our careers so why not just splash out but there's something that this represents right like yeah. where we're like it's almost like you got to deserve to mm. go to the next step yeah yeah and like um, our careers pay for our life and that's why I always say that I'm really lucky that 
I chose a career that I'm passionate about, that I get to do, you know, my purpose of improving people's life. Mm. I get to do that every day. And it's the most superb career that the actual job of it is something that you walk into and start and walk away from and it's finished. There's not many jobs like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm sure when I get to the point, hopefully not too far away, where I'm a director, is the business side of it. Mm. But that's going to be like a cool, cool, another like passionate thing mm. to do, to try and look at another lens of, of and a bigger picture of it. Um, and so I've, I've said this to many people that, yes, especially now I'm trying to like make a financial model and that's basically to expand the podcast to get some video equipment. Um but the ROI is the conversations that people have met, the opportunities that have come from it, that you know, the network that's developed. Well, see, that's where I think we're revealing something in this chat where for you to go to the next level, it requires a new, I'm talking about your professional job, director, right? You, yeah. go, you step up. It's a different, um, you shed a skin. And I wonder if that maybe it's not, we don't have that many mentors because we've watched Rogan and Marin do over a thousand yeah, with Ferris and my yeah, yeah, you know, and and we might have to think about in our terms. We didn't come to this with the pop, the notoriety they did. Yeah, yeah. So we we might have to try and we might have created a ceiling for us. Yeah, and it might be trying to push through that. Mm-hmm. And so that's um, um and uh, I think what we should say is, well, and I've said it to myself. Please, by my mind, comes with me. Yeah, and that will be my legacy yeah yeah but it doesn't have to define me yeah you know yeah. so yeah no, that's what i think um a lot of people don't understand about the name stag roar it came out because stag is well especially to my mates that i went to uni with it's my nickname that mm-hmm. i was like still hang out with that's what i was hanging out with on the you know second and third of january and then we did the podcast together all those guys call me stag um matt's parents call me stag and you know, for Nicole to be there and no one's names, um, calling me by my name when we've just spent a week like with my daughter and her daughter saying my name a hundred times a day. <laughs> um, but then no one to call me Ryan. And when someone, when she says Ryan, everyone's like, oh, who? oh yeah, him. <laughs> um, that's where the name came from. And and again, it's kind of like comes with you type, type stuff, eh? Like mm. that was 2017, I was playing rugby and pretty much everyone knew me as stack yeah <laughs> and that's what i mean man that's your legacy yeah and um part of what we're doing is creating a legacy for our kids to watch like you imagine one day your daughter being able to have untapped access yeah to you and i'm talking about when no one likes to think about this stuff when we're old and crusty or we're gone or yeah god knows what happens but that's catalog you know, pending worldwide collision and YouTube goes down or whatnot, that's captured. Yeah. And that's a, even right now, she'll, both of our kids will probably listen to this, but right now, one day, yeah, right now, and they'll be like, fuck yeah, dad. Yeah. You know? So it's like, that's amazing. That's an amazing thing to think about. And maybe through most of history, people maybe had a drawing if you were lucky. Journals. Uh, I spoke about um, my, my granddad journaling. I 
I have started thinking about that in my journal as well now that holy cow one day my daughter's going to find this and see that on this date dad was grateful for certain things Mm. he wanted to instill these sorts of things about himself and man some of these quotes are pretty cool and if like she could make her way through all of those quotes that I've put down now in like three journals yes that's, I'm sure there's the odd double up, but there's a lot of like new ones. It's just like there's a like wealth of knowledge. Like that's where I know going down the science route that I haven't like thought much about philosophy. I haven't known or found much out about history, but that's one of the tools that I'm starting to like get mm. that wealth of knowledge through. But what about all the bits of gold your guests have revealed? Yeah, heart. That we've already implemented in our lives. Yeah. And that you could make an argument that the legacy is to provide as much information for those little ears to grow up and listen to. I mean, pick my podcast or your podcast or Chris Desmond, you know, anyone. Like, our kids can listen and they will be better people Mm. because they'll be exposed to the Grant Schofields. Mm the Noxes of the world, the Patrick McEwans, you know, yeah. it's like, Jimmy Hunt. it's, yeah. it's, it's the real deal, bro. And that's why I can't get over why a podcast, podcast isn't just a radio show that there's there to serve our entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we're here to serve our betterment, you know, and our interest and intrigue. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, in the in the sort of description of the podcast, we both have, you know, that was where myself, you and Akash were talking about, mm. you know, could we do sort of a three-way collaboration? And so yeah. what, are, what, what do we all have in common? Like blowing your mind, mm. um, looking at life less ordinary, uh, being a better human. Mm. They're all very similar topics. And yeah, absolutely. There's... There three people on a search for meaning yeah through different methods you know like but similar methods mm. we're using the power of speech to try to connect to portal into whatever you mm. know and i think there's something in that power of three as well like um i did a bit of research you know and we were sending ideas back and forth and even the pyramids and yep. you know and the three dots of the triangle and there's these measurements in our body which you know and, the, and there was a I mean you can find anything on anything on the internet but there was this whole literature on three <laughs> and I was like um, what does Jack Johnson say is it three it's the magic number yeah isn't there a song right. three it's it the magic, magic number. number so what does that reveal? Maybe the power is in three people chatting and recording that and finding out what you summon from that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, you sit there like, as long as nothing doesn't ruin the earth. How scary was that bloody volcano the other day? Dude, just like, you know, it was interesting though, eh? I am. Um, I'm quite tied into the Pacific community yeah. because I do a lot of kind of advocacy um, for podcasting and specifically around like, so I'm half Cook Island and half Kiwi and I've seen the Kiwi side leverage connection. 
through networking and mm-hmm. you know like cosy clubs and that type of stuff and <laughs> there's cosy club in Tokyo you know what I mean like like you know and an RSA yeah just like connection through networking yeah and I think part of that is owning your own narrative and then having the network to help you boost that so I wish to offer my services to my Pacific business community to be like I'll help your podcast yeah you know I'll do that but a lot of them well, I went in there probably with my more European side and I was like oh you know this is horrible and yeah, and they're like we're survivors right we'll kick into gear yeah and we don't need New Zealand you know what I mean like that's not the official approach uh-huh. but if you think about it people are survivors and ancient communities have dealt with things and they have systems yeah they have stories and they have customs mm-hmm. our modern new zealand it it keeps reinventing itself mm. so you don't quite know where you come from and who's who and now we're all being asked to separate again and i thought billy t james brought us all together you know what i mean <laughs> and now it's like uh it's like we well, this group or that group, and who's got vaccinated and who's not, and you know, I don't like that. I and and, and I am not that. Mm. Mm. You know, it, on a on a any day, I can't look at myself and say, "Oh, well, I'm that now." I identify as that now. It's not ever possible for me because I'm a genetic makeup of both. So, I thought that was an interesting insight that the rest of the world said, uh, "Whoa." That was crazy, but the people dealing with it, mm. we don't know because comms went down. Yeah. They would have been straight into gear. Yeah. Just like we would be. Oh, for sure. You know? If, if oh, we, the pressure we, was on, we'd be straight into gear. We did see in, in Christchurch and Kokoda. It That's was right. That's the best gear. example. We were straight into gear. Hum- humanity took over and, you know, in a couple of days we had people from Japan and all over the place. Yeah. So granted that's tricky because you got the ash cloud and stuff. Yeah. But you can bet your bottom dollar that that internal networks it's on baby. Have you <laughs> have you seen the video of Jerrigan talking about um the mega volcano under Yellowstone blowing up and then he goes, We should all run to New Zealand? No. I was like, when he said that I was just like Mate, if that volcano in Yellowstone's going off, there ain't no New Zealand. And then I, there's a guy on TikTok who's a geologist was talking about like the chaos that is New Zealand with mm. its tectonic plates. And then he showed all the fingers that go out through Kokoda. And then he was like, oh, and by the way, there's all these volcanoes along the North Island too. And I was like, mate, if we're getting some serious like... Does that stuff freak you out? Uh, like that we live on it? Yeah. Yeah. No, mm. uh, yes and no. Like, like, uh, what how close you were you? Did did Rupahu the last time we went off? Did it affect you in any way? We're talking ninety, yeah, five, something like that. Yeah, bro, we were in. We there was a. I went to Auckland Grammar and there was a um, school camp down there. <laughs> wow! And I I took a photo because you could see Rupahu from there, and it was yeah. And we thought it was funny. Yeah. Because we're kids, you know, yeah, yeah. 15 year old, or whatever. And we were looking at it, and it could have easily been Tonga. Yeah. Right? And we were obliterated. Yeah. But um, 
you know, if there's something about once you see something so magnificent that you can't quite believe what you're looking at. Oh, yeah. And so it was like that watching the satellite, you know, obviously it was a bit dramatized because it was sped up. Yeah. But the way it was looking and it kept replaying like a meme. Yeah. And it was just so big. Something about the scale of it that you can't fathom. Yeah. You know, you can't fathom that size. Um, You know, it was something I'd like, well, 95 ish. So it would be about eight or so, Mm. or seven or eight. And then when I was on that farm last year and in Hawke's Bay, and he showed me some stratifications. Oh, yeah, that was from the um, explosion. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah, there's heaps of like volcanic stuff over here because really they're just over the Rohinis from from um, Rupehu. And I was mm. just like, hard out. Like in Hawke's Bay, they got really affected by it. Like there's ash everywhere. But, you know, that's what... That's that's also why we're such at a deficit, and I think in our cultures because we don't even think like that. We don't even think that stuff's out there. Yeah, you know, we just go along in our life thinking that it'd be awesome not to get cancer. You know, like yeah. But it's we had a big conversation in the hour that I lost, the hour that I lost, the hour that I lost. <laughs> The hour that I lost. And uh, it was about kind of like human suffering and why I believe that if you're going to stand up and let's just say influence a group of people, Mm. a prime minister, for example, you better have the systems around you to better understand what humanity is capable of. Mm. And I, I reckon it's why we've lost a bit with our lack of understanding with faith because mm-hmm. that covered a lot of that yeah you know it's like even at a metaphorical level i was actually talking to a jehovah's witness the other day yeah and i for some reason i don't like that you know i wasn't never keen when they came to the door you know i can remember being really quiet and waiting till they left and yeah there's just something like a bit spooky but i actually sat down and talked to the dude yeah and we had a good chat you know, and I was like, oh, so this is what you think, you know, yeah. and I was kind of tested him on a few of my thoughts, you know, uh-huh. like one of the things he said is, and I'll get this wrong, but I'll try and go anyway. He's saying one of the ways they look at hierarchy is like the the top, the, the, the best that is, is gold. Uh-huh. And it goes all the way through, you know, iron and right down to clay. And it said where we're, where we are as the people is we're a mixture between clay and iron. Okay. And the idea is to be able to mix those two so you're not too soft or too hard. Right. Because if you're too soft and your feet are clay, you topple over. You know? <laughs> so remember, it goes all the way up to gold and the yeah. divine is gold. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because how I read that is that it's saying that we are all of those and we have capacity to be gold mm-hmm. and to be clay. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes you want to be careful not to just be clay or you'll be soft or you have you don't want to just be iron or you'll be too stiff. Mm. And I said, I think just like the rainbow, the goal is to be a blur, mm. it's to be all of those, mm-hmm. like day and night, you know, light and dark, up and down, 
Mm. It's always about this calibration, the nervous system. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've talked for hours about this. So, so, and he wasn't that keen on that. You know, mm. I was like, yeah, nice try, but uh, <laughs> that is not what the scripture's saying. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I think that my scripture is a more internal one, is a human-based feeling. And he was like, yeah, but our scripture, being the Jehovah's Witness, what is about... um being educated their their big thing is like we've got documents that answer every question mm. you know they got a, their website's like a big google yeah and you can ask a question why does you know and it's like there's a answer for that from the bible and i just think like properly i think properly acclimated to life a human can self-reveal those things i think that's that divine within us mm. you know like um you as a dad mm-hmm. you can create a moment and you don't need to be a dad it just reveals itself mm. and and, and I, I just truly believe that that's the deepest meaning of spirituality and actually that's probably the hardest that requires discipline love care it requires knowing the darkness like the deepness and the darkness that um actually is very fascinating to me when i interview people like dr paul wood mm. lance burdett it's like they've stood on the edge and they look out and, um, you know, they're here, they come back to tell us a story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so... Mm. Well, that was kind of like you were saying about uh, maybe the problem with Jacinda is she's had a had a great, great time. And, you know, I, what, well, what, comes to, what comes to mind is like the dichotomy, you know, and the contradiction of life and... The push and pull of things like there's there's so many metaphors for like um one action uh working in the favor of a group and having an influence on others yeah it it'd be like you or i or any of our mates trying to run the country would fuck it up oh hundy yeah we would i don't fu- want that job <laughs> no, no no but we would fuck it up because we we always bend the rules for ourselves yeah always each yeah. of us do you jerk off when you shouldn't. <laughs> you know you shouldn't, but you're being the rules, you know? And there's a thrill in that, granted, but there's a discipline needed and an understanding of why, you know? So I just think that you're a brave person if you get up there and say, we know what's good at scale, because that's the thing at scale. Yeah. And that's why they lean so hard. I'm talking politicians on their science at the moment. Yeah. And uh, uh, that also brings me the thought that that's why they, like, that's why there's like a party structure and a party belief. Mm. And it, like, goes along those lines. And so that's why when it's like, you know, in the States, bipartisan, but here, you know, you've got a little bit of choice in what you sort of lean towards. But then you like look at the whole picture and you go, I kind of feel a little bit lost and across the board, and, and then yeah. you've got to choose two. <laughs> but but it wasn't supposed to. I, I'm no historian, but I think that it wasn't supposed to be like that. There was there's a missing element. You were everyone was supposed to be serving a higher power, and that like Peterson Jordan Peterson talks about it. He's like the British, for all of the ups and downs. They served the higher power which believed a person had 
enlightenment within them mm-hmm. or a spark of divinity. Are we talking about the um, Anglican Church, or are we talking about? I, we're or? just talking about you know Christianity. Yeah. But 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 his point was is that that's what ended slavery. Yeah. Was that you were worth something? Yeah, you know, you weren't just a th- you weren't ownable because you served the yeah. higher power. Well, even like you think about Britain, and even though it's the monarchy, it's still God saved the yeah yeah the yeah, yeah. There was something above that. Yeah, it's even in the states. You know, they had their system, which was you God, um, whatever. You're like, what is it? They're pledging allegiance to the flag, but under God, isn't it? Yeah. And call it what you want, but they made a sacrifice to say we weren't. Like this is really challenging for me. By the way, mm. I'm not sitting here saying this is good shit. Yeah, like it's confronting for me because yeah. I live my whole life where I can quite be the center of my world, and I would have called myself an atheist. And I don't know what I call myself, but I think we're brave to call ourselves like whatever we call ourselves, humans in control. Like, how is it working out for us? <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. we've got the worst suicide shit ever. Um, people are on the edge. We've released these corona shit into the world. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's it's bad news. And shit's open all the time. The algorithm is sucking our, our soul dry. That's happened all the time. Yeah, That's fuck. never ending. And so it's like, well, what do you do about that? And... I don't know. I just kind of think some of those ancient practices, I, and I think we shouldn't, I would not like people to get caught up in going straight to like Christianity, Muslim. Like I'm thinking I'm talking about things like, you know, I had a um, professor on the podcast from Israel and he studied caves. Yeah. And he talked about cave art and I read one of his articles and then interviewed him and I said, what's the deal, man? Why are humans have this history with caves? And he's like, well, we would go into them and the challenge was to go as far into them as you can, like a game. Yeah. And then when they got there, they would burn a fire and that would suck all the oxygen out of the room. These people would hallucinate. <laughs> and guess what came out? Wall art. Yeah. Ideas. Yeah. Mystery. Story. And so... He said that's that was their way of, of connecting with their gods. It's an ancient, ancient... I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, can you? Yeah. Cut to you. Yeah, so that's, that was my first guided Wim Hof. It was five rounds, um, sucking the life out of the room with with uh, Mark, Mark Clure and Dean Glanston. Um, and, yeah, I got some pyramids and some... Awesome. Glowing deity figures. But 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 that's that's with no psychedelics. No. An internal psychedelic. And I'm simply suggesting that that is what I'm referring to as connecting. Yeah. Why can't that be connecting to something more? And then why can't we say that it's worth, <laughs> that it's way more worth um, worshipping that than what we currently worship which is ourselves and do you you have a do you have a belief like do you have why do you think that we should worship something because that that's Mm. where coming from a place of a catholic upbringing like i have a belief for uh creation and what perpetuates us 
but I, I sort of struggle with the actual worship part. Well, you worship things all the time. You worship your kids. Yeah. You have faith that they will be good people. Yeah. If you're with a partner, you have a belief that they won't fuck you over yeah. and that they will see you are bright on your darkest day. Yeah. How, for me, it's like that's a harder belief sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Then, but and I'm not talking about an almighty, yeah. I'm talking about a transcendence that you experience through breathing, yeah. I'm talking about a connection that two people have, and all of a sudden, you you know, your ACD concert, ACDC concert, a a crowd movement, yeah, 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 like call it what you will, but they're in a ceremony, yeah. And I, I think there's it's just a new name for it. Uh-huh. We've had those all different things for as long as we are. So that th- I guess it's like the worship is attempting to reach a point to tune in. So do you th- think that then the worship is more a practice of connection? I mean, what else would it be then? Well, like, the, and that's where like a formal, formal church or a you know gathering mm. in a house thing whatever form that is i mean that's all that's doing so that's, so i guess okay why else would they go no no but that because they they go yeah. there and they get a connection right they well they connect to each other which i think they think is connecting to something well, and it could be but it is it's connecting to each other yeah like Surely that's why isolation is a torture tactic. Mm. Mm. I will not let you connect. That's what I was telling you about my interview with Herbert Chow. Mm. Mm. He's the Hong Kong businessman who went up against the Chinese government because they were protesting for the Hong Kong country. And in short, his message to me was people in the prison who are in these Chinese prisons are not given access they're not talking about healthcare or freedom or fairness they don't have access to something as simple as a piece of candy yeah so it's like that's where we're talking to this level of you know that's the level of uh, we're talking to so is the your sort of belief structure kind of what Akash is talking to like the human the humanness what is humanness yeah and my current thought is you might put enough things probably the family structure Mm -hmm. might be a good example so my wife and I just celebrated our 16th year married right so most people you just gave me a little year (laughs) because it's hard as fuck yeah you know it's really hard and it's actually not as hard because we're a bit lucky that we just dig each other. Yeah. But most people will say, man, that's an achievement. And so think about that structure in terms of it's just someone that you're with and you're both trying to arrive somewhere else together. <laughs> and you have <laughs> to do it <laughs> with the emergence of children. Yeah. Pressure of the world. It's a very religious thing as far as I'm concerned, right? And you team up so that you can become a Voltron and fight off <laughs> things. Why is that show not more popular? Why has exactly. that not been rebooted? Exactly. Captain well, Planet, you know? Yeah. Or team up. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think they're summoning, they're attempting to summon what I'm saying is this inbuilt thing that we have within us. And if you can tune into it, you are powerful. Yeah. But I'm not talking like physically woo-woo stuff. I'm just saying, you know, if you really love someone, we call it love, right? Mm. See, that's you've tuned into that. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's something worth fighting for. And that's actually something that keeps you in the game when you feel like you're out. So that's what I think religion is. Mm-hmm. I think it's within and that uh, we're individuals. But if you can summon a togetherness, that's exactly what you summon, mm. togetherness. Mm-hmm. And that provides meaning that provides a transfer of knowledge, that provides everything that uh, the biggest rock band gives an audience when they all hit that peak of euphoria. Mm. And we've only, I think, summoned it for evil shit. Yeah. Also, like, where I'm thinking about it is, is okay, so we've established the, the worship side of things, the mm. belief side of things, the love side of things. So then why does why does the identity come in? So you see this with super, like you were saying about from the music perspective, super bands, they'll have like this, this like screaming adoration and people even identifying as a fan. And mm. ACDC, as you said, mm. wearing the ACDC t-shirt, wearing the Metallica t-shirt, I'm someone that listens to ACDC. Yeah. So where does, you know, on, on the parallel, the identity... I'm a Christian. Mm. Where does, and, and then on the flip side of that, mm. you're saying, I'm, I don't want to identify as it, as the proverbial atheist of, you know, hating on religion. I don't know who, who or what it is I believe in. Yeah. So I don't have a the, theism, but I, and, and the spiritual realm's been hijacked again by another that's something we've identified with um, spiritual you know um yeah like what what do you think there needs to be an identity around this uh well we okay i don't know right so yeah that's just i'm not a professional in any of this shit yeah but i'm just a thinker as you are because we're just ponderous you know but we need to call shit something you know, it's like called Google for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, we lo- we call our podcasts a name. Yeah. Um, and that helps us identify it. So, uh, and it's actually God's got names in different meanings and different languages. So yeah. do d- different religions. So, so sorry. So do different like cultures. So I look at that and I think, ah, that's genius. Yeah. That's a way of. If the earthquake takes something out, uh-huh. everything's not lost. That's like a um, an inbuilt system where we will, if you and I are sitting in the jungle mm. with some person who has their own belief system, I reckon there'll be enough similarities in most of the practices mm-hmm. that um, help guide, yeah. help shape. And I just look at like, the difference is the answer so if there's a massive earthquake here <coughs> yeah and we're all this half of the world is wiped out well the other half has their practices which will remind you that mm. Wim Hof breathing is awesome <laughs> you know and that 
because you know like I think I, I think like purity in that is bad mm-hmm. we don't want to all be the same like the Nazis tried that shit they tried to make everything the same mm. I think that's bad just because it is bad and that it's not um, it's not human it's not a way to keep humanity thriving mm. the better way to keep it thriving is to if you're a mystical thing right I'd do it like it is where you can shout all you want you're wrong but if someone doesn't understand your language <laughs> they don't give two tosses and that's what's funny about humanity as well is you could probably figure out that they're not agreeing with you or you know of, of the variation even though you don't understand them that's the other cool thing about humanity is there's <laughs> so many other ways to read that mm. that person's not on the same page as me mm. yeah yeah <laughs> then yeah and there was no planes and ships originally so there's a good argument to say we were never really built to see anything different <laughs> just to hang out around your own pod yeah and it's like weird because we've gone back to that with the bubbles and stuff now oh man you know and it's like isn't it funny that you and i are positioned we we were able to transfer straight over to zoom for our podcast yeah when everyone was thinking about how do we use it for work you and i and our crew were like how do we expand our podcast into the digital space yeah and that's good but look at us now we're back to like when we can it's like in person and it's it's so much better i think um the one of the funny things is that little smidgen of delay and the way that uh the internet works in terms of recording is um apart from now which if you are using zoom to record things cheers jimmy hunt tell me about original audio records from both sides so then you don't sound like you're laughing at your own jokes <laughs> but that's the beauty of being a person is one everyone gets to hear that we're jovial we get to we mm. get that we don't have that delay and so we can continue with that yep. so that, that's yep. good you know the other thing too is we can read each other properly like mm. when i'm talking i'll look off mm. and you'll look at me and it's like there's a language there where you're observing where i'm going with this and then it clicks back to you and you'll start zipping around with your eyes and i'll be watching you to be like this motherfucker talking you know (laughs) but 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 it's beautiful it's a symphony you know and like i'm sorry to make it sound like i'm i'm all in on belief i'm not but for me that it would be a way better explanation for a religious practice and i actually think if you like think about like ancient stories i'm sure they didn't include cathedrals and stuff like that yeah. and it didn't like jesus say shit like don't build it's, temple. i'm under a stone yeah like yeah man that's the that's the shit right there um with that identity thing i think it's also been i don't know what the word's called uh co-opted captured hijacked hijacked yeah something like that by as a way to organize people i guess different uh mm. a, Upside and down, like yeah, yeah but, I like what we're talking about dichotomy yeah. of, of of religious structure, country structure. You know, again, like the monarchy is a great monarchy is a great thing, but a bad. You know, well, there's lots of people off. It has a terrible history. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But it helped people work at scale, didn't it? Yeah, you know. And I think we're still look at our culture. The government jumped in and helped any business out that needed help. Yeah. No one was whinging about that. Yeah, 
in the and it's like a like short term like ha and then a long term like fuck <laughs> yeah yeah but see that's the problem is that I think our ancestors were more like we're, <laughs> this is going to sound like a horrible soundbite our ancestors were more like China where it was like our goal is to be around forever yeah and you know if you look at like I, I wonder yeah I think you said you know we're living in the 24 I think they're living in like the next two minutes <laughs> yeah yeah maybe we'll think about that a bit I guess what I'm thinking is like the practices the cultural practices is in we're supposed to be passed down yeah the hierarchies built mm-hmm. and maybe I'm thinking of Pacific stuff too you know but I, you know but I think as yeah. far as you go back it's like you weren't ready to be what you needed to be until you were of uh, an age yeah, yeah. you'd go through ceremonies yeah you know, we kind of don't really have ceremonies no. now. We might have a, the All Blacks win a World Cup, and that's a ceremony. <laughs> you know, it's a, oh, relief. Or you get married, that's a ceremony. But I think ceremonies used to be things that, like, helped you shed your skin metaphorically, you know, and become the man. You're the man now. Yeah. You're the woman now. You're the person now. And it's like, I think I can even look at myself. It's I'm 41, and it's taken me a long time, and I'm still on my journey to find out my why in life Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm so fascinated with life because um, that's a that's a journey and I don't understand my culture sorry my society hasn't prepared me for what I was telling or talking to you about the darker bits of humanity Mm -hmm. unfortunately and fortunately those things have been kind of subverted for me Hmm. yeah I'm talking about like major bullying um, physical abuse mental abuse all the things that actually some of our guests talk about harnessing Hmm. and leveraging to wield as a superpower Hmm. to help Hmm. you know and I, I always say to my guests like that's why I'm interviewing you I want to know if it's possible for you to drop knowledge and for me to implement it or do I as a human have to go through that yeah no but seriously it's like that's why I hope there's more to this connection religion thing that I'm talking about because if you can sit in the presence of someone and kind of you know like a Wi-Fi Mm. connect up and sync up and there's a little bit of me and a little bit of you and we walk away slightly stronger Mm mm-hmm Sweet, yeah, but that's a belief, man. That's I'm stretching, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, my my belief structure sort of has a little bit of like essence to it mm. and a perpetuation of essence and energy. That's where talking to Akash and, and my mate Jagrut, like, they're like, yeah, that sounds pretty similar to what we believe. You should look into it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, that reveals what I'm trying to say. I reckon if you line up all of the faiths, all of the religions, all of the practices, yeah, at the heart, I don't think many of them will be like it's about you being a piece of shit and dominating everyone. That's a that's a greedy motherfucker, yeah. And there's plenty of those everywhere, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. How long have we been going? Because I feel like I want to stop that and push start again, yeah. Can it. we do that? Yeah. Can you roll a little advert in here? Oh, 
just to your podcast, you know, where you do like, hey, uh, why don't you subscribe to simply... But I'm going to click it to stop because I'm really worried we'll lose it. Really nervous. Let's do it. Okay, so see you in a second. (laughs) I hope you um, put a good advert in there. Oh, it's probably about... In that gap. You're going to have to edit one in. Yeah, probably about sharesies. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon that's... It's easier to believe in God than that stuff. Yeah. Man, sharesies is... It's a, it's, a, it's yeah. a racket, isn't it? Uh, in the share market, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really good. Um, so we talk about we that's talk about, a faith. We talk about a log. Yes, it is. No, we, talk about, yeah. we talk about algorithms a lot, and um, and you hear about how that China's educating um, all their kids and turning it off at ten pm and stuff. Um, whereas America, they're just teaching them to do really stupid challenges. Like yeah. drinking bleach and shit like that, um, yeah. putting holding on to firecrackers or something. That was a that was a real bad one. Isn't that the confronting bit about the whole China? Comp, the yeah. Where when you look at it, they're looking after their own, mm. but it's just a brutal way. <laughs> hey, but I think in New Zealand and China, please don't change this on us. Um, <laughs> I think we're getting a little bit of the education over here in New Zealand because, uh, or that's just at least my TikTok. I've got, yeah, lots of, like, Jordan Peterson, lots of podcasts, a few comedians, some lightheartedness, a mm. um, few st- historical podcasts, as I said, the uh, geologist guy, um, and then some crypto dudes who are just, it's chaos. Are you into NFTs and stuff? Uh, I have not bought NFTs. Can you even describe what NFTs are? Uh, I'd call that a contract between an individual and a mass population. So, what's like another example of that? Okay. Uh, so, have you heard of the concept of a thousand true fans? Yes. So, I think an NFT is a way to harness that to try and marry a creator to those thousand true fans. But it, in its primitive sense at the moment there's a lot of bad behavior going on and greed going on with that because it's a buzzword yeah and you think it's the next facebook and if you're not on to it and snap up all of the or it's like the dot-com boom yes and if you don't take you know shit.com and it's almost like the people that are involved in it are trying to get in before it busts so they also have no confidence in it. It's what is is we're talking about spidey senses. That's the spidey sense I get. Um, that there's a lot of nefarious um, human nature going on, and it probably takes a certain level of risk aversion, and maybe one of the character traits of risk aversion is also um, narcissism mm. and selfishness. Um, because you don't think about the consequences of others <laughs> yep. or the consequences full stop. Mm. And so maybe that's what's created this culture. So um, a good uh, use case I heard for it was that, say, Adele has a concert and, the con- and there's bots now that buy multiples of tickets and then on sale because the concert's sold out. So if she sells the ticket as an NFT, there's a contract in that NFT 
that basically says that you, if you're buying the ticket, you're coming to the concert. If you can't go to the concert, it's invalid. It's invalid. There's a code within it. Yeah. Or if you on sell it, any profit made on that margin goes to a charity. Hmm. Or she gets a percentage of that. And that second option probably still that just probably further inflates um scalping. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. So in an environment where AI and bots can um scour a ticket company, ticket company's still getting paid, the artist's still getting paid, but it's creating this um inf- you know, yeah. false inflation. Of supply demand. Yeah. Um then a bottleneck. Yeah. Whereas that could create, uh, could disincentivize that behavior and, or it could allow that behavior, but um, it creates more, like a more genuine experience. The people that are buying the tickets are the fans who want to go, who want to use the ticket. And if they, the only reason they would want to sell that is because they can't go. And in terms of on selling, on selling a rare, um, a rare item because it's a sold out concert any extra value goes to charity hmm. so that was a good idea I thought if that can be implemented yeah. no 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 that's that's a good explanation thank you for that yeah. and so uh, MC Mouse was talking about his EP that he's hoping to release his NFT and he talked about the concept that um, say the first hundred people um they would then get 20% of plays. So, you know, micro amounts of Ethereum, because there's so many decimal points, but they just kind of have this ticking ticking thing away on the royalties. Mm. And so that first 100 um, NFTs cost a bit more and it would help, you know, establish him, basically. Then the next, say, 200 or or... 800 NFTs then they they might still get a royalty but that you know they don't have that much access or anything mm. whereas the first 100 might have access to him and you know Gary Vee's talking about you know setting up a restaurant club or something like that Tom Ballyu's again talking about like a mentorship club associated with the NFT so it appears that the value is in what's written into the contract not necessarily the JPEG item. And that it can be tracked. Yeah. By code that has, that is embedded. If it's structured well. Right. And that's the racket that, hey man's NFT is really cool, but it's probably but just bullshit. Bogus. So that was a criticism I heard of the Trillionaire Thugs the other day that their white paper was poor and there was no implementation of the money. And uh, I think it's called pulling the rug. And so they get, you know, they sell off the, you know, they try to hype it up to get access to the white paper and the initial rewards. Um, and then they just disappear with the money because there's never anything written on that white paper to say what they were going to do with the money. Right. Yeah. So I think um, what, as far as I've gleaned, and this is from TikTok, so 
<laughs> so it's legit. It's not much knowledge. It's legit, bro. This, this is what, as I, I'll, I'll, I'll emphasize, gleaned. <laughs> that if you are doing this, then you need to understand the implementation of that white paper. So don't just look at the image and think it's cool and and has and speculate that it could be worth lots of money in the future. Mm. Um, actually, look at the purpose of the contract. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's as far as I've, I'm aware. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I mean, you know, I don't. That's 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 a good full stop in that uh, sentence because. That's some gangster shit, <laughs> you know. People are like operating at that level, and you know, we'll see. I guess we'll see, eh? Yeah. We'll see how it all plays out. Hard out. And it's like, um, it's just so interesting because things are taken now. There's like things born of the internet. Yeah. And it's hard to, you know. I think didn't money used to be shells, and then it was rare items and tulips. And now it's um, the internet. The internet and some code. I and some code. And it's that code, <laughs> like decimals of, of whatever it is, a token. Decimals of a token. Satoshi's and ethers. Like another language that uh, you and I don't speak, eh? Yeah. And it's that the divide that happens between generations. And <laughs> yeah, so I'm like. I think I level six of Duolingo Italian. I could not have a conversation. So if I'm uh, Instagram messaging some Italian people, I'll try and communicate right in Italian. Mm. But I have to go Google Translate that shit. Um, and I think that's about my understanding of cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I recognize the words. Look, and <laughs> it's probably my understanding of money in general. You know, I was having a chat to a mate today. He's like, bro you got to spend money to make money. Mm. I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, hard. You know, like we were talking about, the, you know, the COVID, i got my side hustle business, which yeah. I'm rapidly turning into, <sighs> freaks me out to say it, but I'm planning on that's going to be what pays me. Yeah. And I mean, people do it every day. They own a business and they run a business. It's just like, the stakes are high, man. If you don't make a sale, you yeah. don't eat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, mm, it scares me to think about it. So what, what what does it look like the studio? Um, it's about the double size of this. Yeah, and it's got this might have five grand's worth of gear in it. That's got twenty. Yeah, and it's got professional lights, so you could shoot a movie on those cameras. Yeah, and we've got three of them. Wow, and they intercut like this, but professional. You yeah. know, like a vision switcher. And it still runs through OBS. Which crashed. <laughs> Fucking hope it doesn't crash. Um, but yeah, in short, um, yeah, it's just it's a professional space aimed at helping professional businesses have professional content. Yeah, but not for crazy amounts. So of of money. Yeah, yeah, and that's um. I mean, I. It's a bit of a hack in some ways. I think if I can make a business out of that, essentially what I've created is a space for me to podcast whenever I want. Yeah. And my friends to podcast whenever I want. Surely that's close to the Joe Rogan template. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the differences, like I said to you, in the hour I lost, 
they had notoriety before going into that. I think that was in this one. Was it? I hope so. Oh, no. Anyway. But you know what I mean? Yeah. They had the notoriety. We don't, but we have a dynamic skill set now, which will help us leverage our next steps. And I mean, that skill set is we can talk to people that we don't know, and we know a lot of people now. Yeah. You know, 156 podcasts in, you're like coming up to... 222. 300, basically. Yeah. But there's 222 people that you know. Yeah. And you can email them. Yeah. So it's like, at what point do you lean in on that? Um, and do you know what's pretty crazy? Mm-hmm. Seeing some of those people on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm a TV dude. Yeah. Ben Patrick the other day I was like sweet and yeah. then Ben Patrick was hanging out with Zach Bitter I was like I've interviewed him yeah that's cool eh yeah that's cool it's uh, well, he's I, like always talking about Soren X equipment I'm like yeah I've, I've talked to Bert Soren it's funny what we value though like <laughs> I've interviewed Bill English yeah and Jacinda twice nice but I don't post those because she wasn't Prime Minister then but <laughs> I bet you I got better interviews of her then yeah than there are now are they still alive what's that those interviews yeah well one of them is the other one <laughs> the other one was ages ago when she was Grant Robinson was the top dog yeah and she was going to be deputy and they were making a run then yeah but they didn't get it that was yeah. the time before <laughs> anyway but long story short I was like hey um, if you're deputy prime minister do you think I can come down and do a podcast with you and, oh sure was that in Auckland or yeah, 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 yeah. When she she was um, wherever her electorate thing is, oh, I emailed and went to the office and took a couple of stink mics and, but you know I had questions from other people like um, around that was the Five Eyes thing at that time yeah and I was like you know what's the deal there and you know she gave some good answers I, that stuff doesn't exist I think <laughs> I made the mistake of remember Mega the website yeah. I uploaded all my stuff there, and then if you don't go to those sites, they ditched them. Uh. So I lost a bunch of content, and that's all right. But uh, my... Was me an old, old mate? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Kim. Kim.com. Kim. Jim com. Yeah, yeah, he... um. Yeah, what a what a story. What a, I wanted to podcast with that guy for a while. Yeah. I'd love to still podcast. And Do you know where he is? No. Nah. No? Nah. It's hard to know. Has he got any money still? Or Yeah, I mean, Mega, the website still goes. Because <laughs> I still upload some stuff to another Mega account that I have. And um, <laughs> I have to activate that one because my mum made me scan some family documents. Oh, and gosh. I put them there. Yeah, yeah. So every six months I go in and just make sure it's okay. Do you want, can you not download them? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But you know, creature, creatures <laughs> a habit. Back to the money thing. Uh, what are your subscriptions? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'd like to be good with money. I've said it the, f- the last few days, like i got mega poor man's syndrome when it comes to money. <laughs> you know, I don't understand it. Yeah. Like, that's why I started diving into prior, prior, to, um, prior to getting our house and took a raw. Partly because I had, <laughs> so to steal a uh, Jimmy Hunt and uh, and Paul Wood term, I created some post-traumatic growth. <laughs> so I had some PTSD from the last house I owned and uh, decided to take some action and education and uh, 
grow <laughs> and address some financial literacy. So mm. uh, again, we're talking about this network, like two people that have come on the podcast. Uh, Luke Kimmies has a fantastic Friday email called Money Mail, and he then podcasts about the emails. So you got blonde hair. Uh, Just thinking, wonder if we're talking about the same guy because yeah. he is a cool dude. He runs uh, also runs Boys Get Paid, which is a <laughs> gambling. Um, no, it's all horse punting group. What's his name? Luke. Luke Kimmies. Keep the change is is his is the the page in the podcast and with a email and then um, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. I've forgotten your last name, but hers is the One Up Project. And then also uh, It's No Secret, which is run by two of the people from Kernel Investing, which is another application or, or mm. uh, I guess micro, I haven't looked into the minimum purchase, but a smaller investing platform, small to large, you know, they do do large scale investing mm. and financial management. But all those have really good uh, mindsets and skills and ways to, like you say, the understanding of what does it mean to go spend money to make money like that's that's a a slogan but to some people they they run with that bro that my mate peter he was deadly serious yeah he was like he's like get that covid loan and put it into this right now (laughs) and you'll make your thing back and i was like hell no but you know my whole thing with it if i'm gonna run this business is like I just need to be confident that people would pay for that service. Yeah. So that's what I'm attempting. Yeah. I've given an ambitious task for this new venture, Campfire Studios, that will sign three clients up for three months. Yeah. And that they'll pay five k a month. Yeah. For full content. Yeah. And that that will act like a one FTE staff member. And the and I've basically the IP bro is this. Yeah. Is this but on steroids? Yeah. And it's saying that lean into conversation based content. I'll coach you to be able to put a structure together. Yeah. And then we'll do the full podcast and then we'll dice up the bits and that's you. That's what we do on yeah. a weekly basis. Yeah. Now, if we had some mega resource behind it, we would have five to six small clips. We would have B roll over top. We'd have music, we'd give different briefs on make this one for Instagram stories, yeah. make this one for Facebook. We'd put money behind them just like bigger platforms are. But, you know, I think if I think that is a good well I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that people will I'll be that we'll be able to I know I can do it for people, whether or not they will find value in it. Mm. That's what you know, so before I throw the kitchen sink at it, bro, it's like that's the goal. Yeah, that's the value proposition, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and that's what the the market, which I don't understand much of. Well, the other aspect too is this idea of legacy, and for rich people, I think legacy is very important, mm-hmm. and you see that by articles and books and things like that. And, and I've been saying to some rich people that I know, why are you not? leaving a legacy of your story like this mm-hmm. we're leaving a legacy for our kids you're not leaving a legacy you're going to be in some news story and you don't even write a book mm. 
so pay me to capture that for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just come in and talk you know uh, I, I don't quite get it because <laughs> I'm not super rich but maybe when you're at that level that's the type of stuff that you know it's it's about legacy and what can enhance that you know think about the million hundred million dollar club here in New Zealand there'll be things that people just people's decision will be based around will that make me look epic mm. you know and there's something kind of cool about um maybe thinking that I'll be able to service millionaires mm. well and learn off them and create that have a career from that and like I said learn off them create that that rich mindset yeah yeah I think you're you're already touching on the leg- legacy idea already mm. so that you know it's a starting point and so you, you you're creating that lens now to start seeing the world and then like I say the connection and, and the involvement from the podcast and bouncing ideas and that the belief that we have of mm. the energy yes. and, and, and melding because no no the, the faith that I have the faith that you have that a that two people or more can summon a meaningful moment, mm-hmm. which we've shown in our meta-analysis <laughs> of hundreds of podcasts. Yeah. We've proved that that is a real thing. Yeah. But I just can't touch it or feel it or smell it. It is there. And Man. you've captured it, you know? Well, well, we managed to talk <laughs> for a, a very long time. We've done a three-hour podcast, but we've only got two of it recorded, and it will haunt me forever. No, it's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, the privilege of using the, the equipment. Oh, pleasure it's going to be lush. It's uh, it's very very honoured to be on your show and very honoured to know you and to walk this journey with you. So, thank you, bro. Legend. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Holding my head again. Making my way through crowded thoughts Sometimes it's hard to get out of it Broke my heart in the dark I was just trying to feel something Falling asleep to the sound of it Always used to let you clean up the messes Down on my knees Thought I couldn't stand up on my own Turns out sometimes you're stronger alone Bringing out the fight, yeah, bring on all the lightning Cause I'm looking for a hero, look inside the mirror I find one, oh, carry the hurt when it gets too hard Pick it up, dust it off, when I fall down 11 I get up 12, don't need nobody else, yeah, I save myself got burned but i learned our scars make us who we are now i'm 10 feet tall over my demons remind me no one's got me like myself yeah i love me without any help i'm the best thing to believe in so i'm bringing out the fight yeah bring on all the I'm looking for a hero, look inside the mirror I find one, oh Carry the hurt when it gets too hard Pick it up, dust it off, and I fall down 11 I get up 12, don't need nobody else Yeah, 
I got a million reasons why I won't Cause this heavy is a season And the sun is always right behind the storm